You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome back to another fresh week here at the Locked On Rams pod. Another Monday episode. This one's a little bit different. I typically record these on Sundays and drop them very, very early, midnight, Monday mornings. But this one is actually being recorded Monday morning. I feel a little bit different, but I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling like it's going to be a good week like it always is here at the Locked On Rams pod. And on today's episode, we got three interesting segments like we always do. The first one being a Top 11 cornerback ranking by Mark Schofield of Touchdown Wire. He's one of the best when it comes to breaking down X's and O's in the NFL. And I can give you guys a quick hint. There are two Rams cornerbacks on this list in the top 11 in the NFL. So we're going to break those down. In the second segment, we're going to dive into a different piece over from at PFF. One of my colleagues, PFF Brad, he was on this podcast before. He highlights every best and worst contract for every single NFL team. And obviously the Rams have a best and worst. We'll go over those as well. And then in the final segment, we're also going to take a stab at trying to predict the PFF top 50, their top 50 players from this past season. Technically, I don't know the list. So it's going to be fun to try and see how many guys we can actually predict are on that list and maybe even where they are. So we got a good episode set up for today. We're going to dive into the first piece though, the cornerback rankings, the NFL's top 11 outside cornerbacks. According to Mark Schofield, Mark is one of the best when it comes to this list. And I'll just go from worst to best. At number 11, he has it ranked Marcus Peters of the Baltimore Ravens, number 10, Darius Williams of the Los Angeles Rams, number 9, William Jackson III of now the Washington football team, number 8, Denzel Ward from the Cleveland Browns, number 7, James Bradbury from the New York Giants, number 6, Stephon Gilmore from the New England Patriots, number 5, Tredavious White, Buffalo Bills, Number four, Xavier Howard, Miami Dolphins. Number three, Marlon Humphrey, Baltimore Ravens. Number two, Jair Alexander, Green Bay Packers. And number one, Jalen Ramsey, Los Angeles Rams. I love this list by Mark for two reasons. First, he has Jalen Ramsey as cornerback one, which I think is very deserved. And there are a lot of places that actually have Jair Alexander as the best cornerback in football. And you're not going to find me getting upset over that. I'm not going to you know, argue to the death about that ranking, the difference between the two players who are both outstanding. But I just think with what Jalen Ramsey was asked to do last year, how much was put on his plate every single week, the difficulty of his assignments and his tasks, I think that gives him the edge. They're both understandably great in terms of their ability to cover guys, make splash plays, all that stuff. But I think what separates Ramsey, at least last year from Jair Alexander, was that Ramsey had to play in the slot versus the best wide receiver when he was lined up in there. He had to play on the boundary versus the best wide receiver. He had to shadow number one wide receivers every single week. And he got less help than most cornerbacks do because the Rams are smart enough to know that Ramsey is pretty damn good on his own and you can afford to help the rest of the guys in the secondary when you have a talent like that. And that's why the Rams went out to trade two first round picks and paid this guy, you know, elite top number one cornerback money. 
and he made all the difference for the defense last year. So I do appreciate, you know, Mark having him ranked as the number one corner. I think that makes a lot of sense on this list, but that's not the only thing that makes sense here. Darius Williams coming in on this list as well, number 10. I get that he's number 10, you know, maybe if we look at just in terms of how they legitimately performed last year, maybe he could have been a little bit higher, like over a William Jackson, for example, who came in at number nine, or a Denzel Ward who came in at number eight. But I understand why he has Darius Williams at number 10. And I do appreciate that he also does have D. Will higher than Marcus Peters, who I thought, you know, was good last year. But I do think D. Will is also a better player. So that one made sense to me. Number 10, I get it. You know, this is a guy that hasn't really had a bunch of years of success or production just yet. So maybe some people are a little bit skeptical to necessarily just buy in right now. He is technically only a one-year wonder. So I do understand not ranking him higher, especially when you want to try and see, you know, can he repeat this type of performance? Was that just one year's worth of good luck and that type of thing. It's going to be interesting to see what D can do this year. I think he's one of the more interesting players for the Rams this year, to be honest, because that is a lot of the reason why. I think we know Jalen Ramsey's going to show up. I think we know Aaron Donald, what to expect from a guy like that. But the defense is going to be, you know, a lot of moving parts this season, a new D coordinator, a lot of new starters. But D will, is he going to become one of the league's best corners? Is he going to return as the same guy that we saw last year, that playmaker, the guy that, you know, the Rams can count on to create a huge play when it's needed. He did it multiple times, like that Seahawks game in the playoffs, or you look back to some of those other games, like the New York Giants, they're driving at the end of that game. And, you know, they're 25, 30 yards out from an end zone shot. And D will ices the game with a pick. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that separates the good players from the great ones is the good ones, they perform well. The great ones, they perform well or great on the biggest stages at the most crucial times. And I think Darius Williams showed a lot of that last season. And that's why I'm really excited to see just how he performs this year. I think this ranking is very fair from Mark. The Rams have two top 10 outside boundary corners in the NFL. Darius Williams at number 10, Jalen Ramsey at number one. Both guys very deserving of their spots on this list. And I can tell you that neither of their contracts are considered the best or the worst for the Rams next year, though there are two options for those spots. And I'm going to break that down in the next segment. The article written by Brad Spielberger of PFF, my colleague, ranked the best and worst contracts for the Rams. We're going to dive into the justification behind those. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked On Rams. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NBA and NHL playoffs are live. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment of this fresh Monday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. Another good week here, and we are going to pick up right where we left off, talking about this PFF article written by my colleague Brad Spielberger where he ranks the best and worst NFL contracts for every NFL team he did the AFC side I want to say maybe a week ago or so and now he took his stab at the NFC side all the NFC teams and the Los Angeles Rams obviously have two options here and the best ranked contract maybe to nobody's surprise 
is defensive tackle Aaron Donald. Six years, $135 million, $19.892 million in remaining guarantees. Now, basically, he ranked Aaron Donald this high because similarly to Patrick Mahomes, it kind of seems insane, right? These guys are getting paid top tier, number one league-wide money at their positions. But when you look at just how good he is, he's honestly earned so much more than he's getting paid. And that's why I think Brad has him listed here. He says he impacts opposing teams' quarterbacks more than anyone. Since signing his record-breaking extension in 2018, Donald has 284 total pressures, 79 more than the next highest player, which was TJ Watt, and his 24.1% pass rush win percentage is also tops in the NFL by 1.6 percentage points. I mean... That just really does a good job of explaining how special this guy is. 79 more pressures than the next closest player. That is absurd. I mean, when you look at the players with the most pressures on a per-season basis, 79 basically will round that up to 80. 80 would be in the top five pretty much every single season, according to PFF, when it comes to total pressures. Aaron Donald has one elite season worth more of pressures than the next closest player does since 2018. We're only talking two seasons here. We're not talking, you know, six or seven or eight seasons since he came into the league. We're talking about 2018. That is honestly insane. This guy, you can never really capture just how dominant he is. And I really love PFF for this. Obviously, I work there, so I am a little biased too. But on top of that, I just think they do such a good job of displaying how great Aaron Donald is. Because if you think about it, 10 years ago, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I don't know that a guy like Aaron Donald gets his due like he does now because they do just a really good job of breaking down the stuff that doesn't really get put down on the box score statistics. You know, we see the sacks. Yes, we see the forced fumbles. That stuff is great. But when you look at the deeper side of it, the pressures, the pressure percentage, the win percentage, how often this guy is forcing quarterbacks to move off their spot. How many interceptions and things are they creating? How many turnovers are they creating? That stuff was never really captured many years ago. And so now that it is, I feel like Aaron Donald is really getting his due because even when I was growing up, you watched guys like, you know, Warren Sapp or even a little bit before my time, the John Randalls, guys that were thought of as basically Aaron Donalds of the, you know, two decades ago or three decades ago. I don't recall those guys getting the same type of hype and obviously they weren't going to before the pre-internet era or you know the internet was around but it wasn't popularized like it is now where you can find everything you want on Twitter in a snap's notice but these guys you know especially John Randall he's thought of as Aaron Donald the original I never felt like he got his due we're talking about one of the greatest players ever just truly dominant and now Aaron Donald similar type of player but I think he does get his due. Every single year, you see PFF ranking him as the top player or a top two or top three player, and that's very deserved because this guy is truly the best player in football. That's why he has the best contract on the team, and that does take us to the worst contract on the team, and here he has the worst contract listed as edge rusher Leonard Floyd, four-year deal, $64 million, $32.5 million in guaranteed money, and as you can probably remember, He just signed his deal, you know, two months ago, which makes a lot of sense uh, because I thought it was expensive too. You know, you're still getting a very solid player here. Leonard Floyd is not a bad player, but I think Brad basically broke it down as 
This is a guy who hasn't really done all that much over the course of his NFL career. And last year, understandably and notably, he had his career year with the Rams. And now it's a question of, was he just a guy that developed late and is now just a late bloomer? Or is he a guy that just so happened to play on the same line as a guy like Aaron Donald, who we just mentioned, and sort of reap the rewards of that? But I think he leans towards the latter, and you can see it here. He says his 2020 season was a textbook example of misleading sack numbers. He actually had a lower pass rush win percentage in 2020 with a 10.8% than he did in 2018 or 2019 with the Bears when he had 112 and 12%. Floyd put up 10.5 sacks in 2020. Versus seven total the prior two seasons, but odds are the number will regress back to the mean. At the end of the day, Floyd is a solid all-around player adding value against the run and on occasion the coverage snap, but he got above average pass rusher money and he isn't that. And I tend to agree. We talked about this much, you know, over the past few months, especially when he signed that deal. Was it a deal worth making? This is a guy who is a very, very good run defender. We're talking about one of the best in the league, in my opinion. But the pass rushing aspect, I think, still leaves a little bit to be desired. But, you know, the Rams made their bed. Now they have to lay in it. They paid him. They did not want him to walk. And I think they probably had to pay him a little bit more than they wanted because off the top of my head, if I remember, there were a couple of teams that were courting him in free agency. If I recall, the New York Giants were one of those teams that were making a late push to try and sign him. And it feels like the Rams maybe just not necessarily panicked, but... You know, they had to come up in price or they were going to lose him. And I really, really don't think they wanted to keep doing that carousel at edge, even though they maybe should have with how deep it was and how deep it still is in the free agent market. That was a guy that they clearly identified as one of the key core pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Moving forward, you're talking about a guy that you can trust every single week as a run defender, someone who's going to show up every now and again as a pass rusher and what limitations he does have as a pass rusher. You know, oftentimes those are going to get overlooked because of number 99 getting double and triple teamed. So sometimes Leonard Floyd is going to have the benefit of going against a tight end in pass pro or, you know, a weaker tackle or even coming in behind somebody on a loop or a stunt or something like that, where he's going to get some cleanup pressures, some free pressures, that type of stuff. And ultimately, it's going to help reflect better on his numbers and his year end statistics, even though maybe it's not a This guy dominated every single week like Aaron Donald. So it's good to see that Leonard Floyd was ultimately brought back by the Rams. I tend to think it was a little bit on the expensive side as well, but the Rams wanted to bring this guy back. They clearly valued him and they paid a little bit more to get him back. So you can't really knock them for that. I think only time will tell over the next few seasons if this turns out to be a good deal or a bad one. But I do love this piece by Brad. You guys should go check it out at pff.com. You can find all the best and worst contracts for every single NFL team going into next season. That does it for the contract talk. In the final segment, we're going to dive into a little bit of a guessing game for the PFF Top 50 and try to predict how many Rams players make this list. And while we've got you, make sure to keep checking back in with us here at the Locked On Rams podcast for the rest of the week when we continue our offseason coverage for the Los Angeles Rams. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I was on the lookout for the best protein bar while I was going through my weight loss journey and I found a company called the Built Bar and I'm telling you guys, the Built Bar is unlike any other protein bar on the market. They taste absolutely delicious. They have so many different flavors that you could choose from and the texture is unlike any other protein bar I've ever tried. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. 
All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Folks, are you having any car troubles? You ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car will not start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's two decades. We know there's no better time than right now to try and support family-owned businesses with the strange COVID stuff going on in our world. So if you can, I urge you to try and do that. That's why you should go check out Rock Auto. If you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check them out. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and I'm betting if your car needs it, they probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks stop Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets from sending them home. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this fresh Monday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. We're going to continue along here with this episode, this fresh week banger, and we're going to take a stab at trying to predict how many Rams players make the PFF top 50. Now, I'm cheating just a slight bit here because they have released their first 10 players, so number 50 through number 41, and there are technically no Rams players on this list just yet. So I'm not cheating that much, but at the same time, you know, I did get to see 10 players, none of which were Rams players. So do get a little bit of an advantage here, but we're going to try and take a stab here to try and predict how many Rams players do make this list. Now, I'm quite certain that we can all expect defensive tackle Aaron Donald and cornerback Jalen Ramsey to make this list. There is no argument there. I think both players are going to be inside their top probably six or seven, maybe top eight. Aaron Donald, I think, will be number one. Jalen Ramsey, maybe around seven, eight, somewhere like that. I'm just taking a guess. I think both players will be inside the top 10 for sure. Obviously inside the list if they're in the top 10. So top 10 for both of those guys. But I think after them is where it really starts to get interesting. Do guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup make the list? I tend to think that probably not. I do not think they will make the list. There was another Rams player, I should say a former Rams player, in John Johnson, who made the list in the 40s. So I don't know if he's counted necessarily or not. I would technically say no because he's not on the Rams anymore, but it is a ranking based off of last season. So maybe it should count. I'm not really sure. John Johnson was definitely deserving of that spot, though. The guy was in elite safety last year. He really developed that quickly into an elite safety. So shout out to him and shout out to the Cleveland Browns for getting a tremendous player and leader. Now, going back to the Rams. Do they really have any other players that can make this list? I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball. I'm not sure that they do. The offense just was not very great last year. So wouldn't be shocked if nobody else on the offense made it there. I think maybe the one player you can make a case for is left tackle Andrew Whitworth. I do think he's going to find his way on the list. I might be wrong on that. I don't know necessarily you know just how high they're going to value him but when you look at the pff grades where he was ranked in the top five you look at his dominant elite performance week after week last season even before his injury and things like that i think he should make this list he's still an elite left tackle even at his age and so i think they're going to have him on this list i'm not a hundred percent certain i tend to think he might come in 
in the 30 range here in this next reveal of the next 10 players. Might be wrong on that one. I'm going to say that he is on this list. Depends on, I guess, how many left tackles really make this list. If there's seven or eight or 10 tackles in general, right tackles included, then he might not make this list. But, you know, if there's four or five and he was one of the best four or five, then he might make this list. So that's not the last player. There's one more that I think is a borderline. Is he going to get in? Is he not going to get in player? Cornerback Darius Williams. We talked about it in the first segment. I don't know if he's going to have that lack of, you know, year after year production come into play here. Is it going to be a reason for PFF to not rank him inside that top 50? Are they going to be a little bit hesitant to put him in there? I'm going to guess and say that he will make it. I don't know 100% that he will. Maybe he won't. You look at some of these other players, Levante, David, Dak Prescott, Marcus Williams, John Johnson. They were all rated very, very highly in the PFF grades and they're in the low 40s. So maybe neither of Whitworth or Williams get in, but I tend to think that these guys might make it and we'll see if it does happen that way or if it doesn't. But basically the Rams could have between two to maybe four players on this list. I think two are shoo-ins, two are questionable, maybe you know leaning towards not likely getting in, but I'm going to suggest that they will. So four players potentially getting inside the PFF top 50 for the Rams. And we will make sure to update you guys on this list when it ultimately drops. I don't know at which pace they're going to drop this, maybe 10 per day or something. I'm going to let you guys know on future episodes, but I'm guessing sometime this week, later in this week, we're going to get to cover who actually made this list and why and how and the reasoning behind it. That'll be fun to look at. And I'm sure that there's going to be at least two players, maybe four. Fingers crossed to see four players. I think those two latter players, Whitworth and Williams, both deserve to make this list. So hopefully they do. But either way, it's going to be fun to cover. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. Make sure to keep checking back in with us here at the Locked on Rams pod throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue our five episodes strong per week. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBsMEP and the page at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.